Player Pimp. What's up, dog? What's going on, man? How are you? <laughs> hey, I'm chilling. Hey, 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 can I let me let me get one of the big ass gold chains you got? <laughs> hey, look at it, dog. You can get it, man. You can get it. I, I, I loan it out to you. All you right, bet. <laughs> All right, y'all, welcome back to the Morally and Intellectually Ingenuous, Sometimes Disingenuous podcast, where we talk about morally and intellectually ingenuous, sometimes disingenuous things. Now, in the last episode, I had my dear friend Tam on. Now, all of March, y'all know I had all beautiful women, beautiful black women on for uh, Women's History Month. Now that that's over, I'm going to kind of shift things a little bit, you know, more so to the fellas. You know, I only had one dude on since I started this whole thing, and that was my boy Brandon. Um, so I not, I got another uh, friend slash brother of mine, former co-worker, but I don't use that term because, yeah. <laughs> I got my friend, brother Lou, a.k.a. Lou Ross Johnson on this joint, man. I actually, uh, matter of fact, I think before I did the first episode or the I think I did the first episode and I, and I called him, you know, so this is a little couple weeks ago. So it's been a long time in the making and he agreed to, uh, um, you know, come on here and, you know, share his story. And, you know, we're going to fellowship as black men, something that is frowned upon these days, unfortunately. But you know, y'all know me. I don't have any issue expressing emotions about anything, man. So what's up, man? Ain't too much, man. Surviving the times because, you know, the times we're living in right now was beyond nuts yeah man yeah dog you know actually matter of fact i met uh lou in 2015 uh we used to work together 2015 man old crows over here um yeah yeah <laughs> we actually uh we got how we got cool man i i had just bought my mustang and we always used to like have this little stupid funny rivalry beef i got a mustang he drives a challenger you would always be like, no, uh, what is it, Mopar, no car, some shit y'all be saying, whatever. Yeah, Mopar, no car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We always used to park together <laughs> right in front of the Will and Hope. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> getting endless tickets because we was getting off. Yo, <laughs> yo, it was funny because we'd be getting off. Like one of us would get to the car before the other would be like, yo, bro, you got a ticket, man. What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, damn, bro, I can't even get out that joint to move it right now, man. <laughs> get it, bro. I'm just gonna have a hundred tickets by the time. Yeah, I yeah, um, yeah, yeah, man. Came so a long way for sure. Yeah, long, long way. As a matter of fact, uh my man Brandon, uh, that I had on the second episode, me, Lou, and Brandon all know each other, you yeah. know. So this is a very interconnected type of thing, man. So Lou's gonna come on here and talk about, you know, what he's been through, um, you know, with his music and being a dope ass uh, father, and you know, things like that. So yeah, what's up, dog, man? Just, just, just remind me, you know, start from <laughs> the top because I know it's been a little while since we rapped like that. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. You know, you know my background. You know, I'm a military kid. I'm a military brat. Uh, right. Raised in a single family home. I was raised by my mother. Um, all, I mean, all through my young age, through my teenage years, even my young adult age. Um, I didn't really grow a relationship with my father until I was about twelve, maybe. It, it may have started at like 11, 11, 12. Mm-hmm. 
from there on throughout my life, I've always had connections with him, which is a great thing because he wasn't a father that like bailed out. My parents were in the military. If you know anything about the military, things can go left real quick as far as like, you know, the strain that it has on anybody's relationship, whether you have parents that are both in the in the same system or uh, or not. So, you know, they were just, you know, a victim of their own circumstances. So it wasn't like they didn't want to be together. It's just, you know, their jobs would just pulled them to different places. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. I've had parents that cared enough about raising me. So, uh, but again, all through my youth, I was born here at Su- in Suitland, Maryland, Andrews Air Force Base, mm-hmm. um, raised up in D.C. My grandmother lived over on 1145 First Place, uh, which is the intersection between Bennett Road, if, for all my DC listeners out there, you know where the shrimp boat is. Go mm. up a few blocks. I'm, I was right up that way. So, um, mm. but for the most part, yeah, uh, single parent home, lived overseas for five and a half, six years, which was in Germany. So I spent my third grade year all the way until I finished middle school, which was my eighth grade year. Then I moved back to Maryland um, to finish high school, which I went to high school out of Rundle County. Uh, and now, just went through a journey of my own, you know what I'm saying? Uh, right, right, now right. We did. And like I said, like, well, like you initially stated, you know, you and I met in 2015. Prior to that, before meeting you, I was in college down in Florida, uh, Full Sail University. So, oh yeah, I forgot because my brother, yeah, I forgot you told me that because my brother went there. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Which you know, people have their own experiences about the school, but. <laughs> <laughs> Read between the lines. Yeah, read between the lines. (laughs) If you're curious about it, definitely ask somebody who's been through it. Because uh, you know, advertisement is a can be a could be a you know very manipulative thing. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, right. right, For those that are inquiring about school like that, so yeah, man. So I remember um, you know, uh, one time us because you know I don't really know much about the. The, the military the only thing i know about is the military history <laughs> as you know yeah, um, yeah, of course, of course. for me working at arlington cemetery but yeah man so how was how was like that or was that you know because i've heard and maybe you can you know correct me or whatever saying that it's kind of different for you know a, a black man in the military or maybe you can speak to your experiences on that and how your um, that is like shaped who you are now Oh, for sure. Um, well, I joined when I was, I joined uh, October 17th of 2007. I think I was about, uh, I was, I just turned 19. Yeah, I just turned 19. So I didn't go straight out of high school because um, I was working. But it, as people know, if they were, if you were a teenager around that time, around 2007 is when the, um, 2007 was the recession. And I was doing yeah. unarmed security at the time. And, you know, like a fool, I fell asleep at the desk. At least that's what the, the boss man said. He said <laughs> I you know what I'm saying? Which was cool because I was already like mentally privy to already go to the uh, military because at the time, uh, my girlfriend at that time was pregnant, uh, which we'll get into obviously right. on the conversation. But uh, and I'm going to the military 2007. The experience now, when I look back on it, I appreciate it. During the experience, it was hard. It was a stripping away from everything that you were used to and you're going into this whole new lifestyle because you're you're no longer living day to day the way you want to. Every every second minute hour is planned out for you for the next at least. I'll say anywhere between zero weeks to 24 weeks. 
just mm-hmm. depends on your extensive training based on your job or whatever. But uh, the experience was cool. Uh, now that I can look back on it, even when I was in, I've had fun. I had my fun when I was in the joint or whatever. Uh, but it is hard. It's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. Uh, if you're not mentally tough, it can make you mentally tough, yeah. or it can mentally break you. So, right. and I've seen I've seen it on both spectrums. Even I, I've seen it as far as like people breaking in basic training. So <laughs> you're right. There's cats, that, there's cats that never even make it to a unit. You know what I'm saying? Um, but thank God I was able to go through all of that, come out on top, and you know have the experience to share with other people. But like I said, it it, it was. It was gritty. It was a grind. It was a mental. Uh, it was a mental uh, uh, strength. Mm-hmm. And you know, I tell anybody that, especially the youth, if you're looking to do something like that, it's a great way to start your life. Right, sure. right, right. Um, nah, man, you kind of touched on something where it's like, damn, like you know, we're younger. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And like, you can't see it then, but you can see it now. Right, you know I mean? right, right. Like, you know, and, and it's very enlightening because I, you know, even when we had first met, like, I think, I think, man, the only thing we used to talk about was women. That was it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? mean? What do, what else, what other things do strangers have? Yeah. Um, we, we were like, what, 20, yeah, mid 20s, yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? Making right, almost right. six figures. Like, we, ain't, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's like, you know, we ain't really, um, you know, I think I, I talked about it in the first episode where I was just like, yeah, man, you know, mid 20s, early mid 20s, making almost six figures like, you know, and it's like having this conversation now makes me think about some of the conversations that we had. And most of the time we just either be talking about the women that we was dealing with at the time, thinking that was what created manhood and just all the good talks <laughs> yeah dumb shit they got us through the night you know what i'm saying but absolutely back, we had to stay up we had to yeah stay up. So, <laughs> right so but looking back conversation helps you with that. no nah, definitely man definitely it's kind of like them old facebook statuses that like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, look what i wrote when i was saying that i was yeah yeah you yeah. thought you was smart but you look back and like yo i was a fucking dumbass <laughs> dog <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah wilding you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, man, now nah, you touched on something because it's like, you know, you look back and that's kind of what the podcast is about, man. You know, it's just one of the things is is growth, you know, and that's why I wanted you to be on here because it's like, damn, I know this dude for some time and, you know, to see him transition <laughs> in the comment, like we went from talking about that to when I first called you about this, you were on the phone for like an hour just talking about everything man spirituality and growth and and family and you know stuff like that man so yeah man um i know you're a father you know uh uh, so how's that experience been like you know being at a young age because i know you had mentioned uh at that time your uh, child's mom was pregnant i you know i kind of i embraced it from the moment that i knew i was going to be a father you know uh not to talk down on on anybody who has that experience and they're like, oh my God, I ain't know what I was gonna do. Look, I had I, I'm not gonna say I had it planned out, but I embrace I embraced that 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 mentality of being stressed out in a good way because it put me in a position to want to do more. And sometimes you need something to like motivate you to get you over the next edge or whatever. So being a father has been uh and for me it's been as easy as breathing. You know what mm. I'm saying? I mean I I enjoy it. There's nothing 
I'm I'm naturally a protector, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, right. having, being a father doesn't doesn't make me stressed out at all. Like, I'm not like, oh, my God, I don't want to deal with this. Like, you know, me and my child have a really great relationship. I allow her to have a choice or I got her choices. You know, I just do what I'm supposed to do as a father without stripping her of her own uh, just mental development. You know what I'm saying? Because I want right. her to be I want her to be her own person instead of the person I think she should be. Which I oh, think, man. Yeah. I think that's what makes me, as a parent, make it easier for me because I'm not trying to structure her a way that I see fit. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm here to guide whatever her own creative mind is telling her to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, we are all, we we are all our own our own people. You know what I'm saying? So, right. Who am I to sit there and create a life and be like, well, this is the way I want you to be? Like, nah, I'm 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 here to you know motivate your choices. Um, if it's a bad choice, I'm gonna give you the consequences behind them. If you if she still seem to want to go through something like that, then all I can do is just give her the opposite end of the spectrum to kind of help her mentally really focus. Okay, is that what you really want to do? And then boom. So being a father is fun to me. Yeah, man. I can remember uh many of nights, you know, you talked about your daughter all the time, man, yeah. you know, which was always admired. Um, and I even my I admire it more now because you know some of the dudes that we had the pleasure of working alongside (laughs) that were completely opposite. It's completely opposite. Yeah, man. You know, so and it's like I didn't ask them to be on here for a reason. You know, so no bashing, no bashing, no bashing. You know what I mean? But you know, it's just that you know I me I mean you Brandon. You know, other it's crazy. I'm I, um saw something on Instagram the other day, and it was a uh, uh like a I guess you could say like a thread okay. of screenshots mm-hmm. of you know black women posting what the type of crazy shit black men be saying to them. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. the you know I'm not gonna go into it. It was, it was just wild stuff. Of course, you know um. And I was like, damn, bro, I don't know any dudes that I hang around that does that do this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it's completely foreign to you because you're around men who actually care about being the men that they're supposed to be. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and um, I don't personally, I don't know too many of them. You know what I mean? Of course, you being one of them. Right. right. Um, You know, but I'm looking at it. I'm like, God damn, dog. Like, I don't know. Like. You know, of course, like I've heard dudes say that, but personally, I don't think that I, I could never have a man in my corner that does no yeah. goofy shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but you pick up on signs like that early, regardless if they talking about kids. It's probably something else in their demeanor Got that you right. already like. Yeah, I'm not about to be near that dude. You know what yeah, I'm yeah. No, straight up. Straight yeah, up. Yeah. So like the fact that you don't know is because you probably eliminated that type of personality out of your life you know, weeks, yeah. months, years ago. So, you know, right. uh, being an introvert has its, uh, it has its pros, dog. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, straight up. And you know, another thing that I noticed, um, <laughs> since it is kind of current events, yeah. uh, this whole Will Smith thing, I'm not going to, you know, we all know what happened, whatever. Um, right, 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 right. But something I've noticed as far as, and, and this, I'm making a point by saying this, mm-hmm. is that, like I've had several conversations with people about what happened, you know, and I've had conversations with men who are either in relationships or or happy relationships. 
uh, with their significant other and men who are happily married. And I've had conversations with men who I know are in relationships, but they're not really honoring the person that they're with. And I know dudes who are it that are quote unquote married, but not really, you know, and I noticed something that, and I didn't say anything to either party. I'm only saying this shit to you, but I've noticed that the men who are happily married and, and have, you know, girlfriends or partners that actually love them, all of them are not rooting for what Will did, but they understand it. You know what I mean? Versus the other party. Oh, man, he's stupid and shit. You know, and it's like, damn, like, you know, I was having a conversation with my homie yesterday at my job at the cemetery. And he's a, older. He's like he's like my, our parents age. He's like in his 60s. And, you know, he'd been married for 45 years, you know, and he was just like, man, you ain't got that type of love. You don't understand. You you won't understand. You know what I mean? And it's like I say that yeah, because you being one of the only men that I know, you know what I mean, that I keep myself around and keeps me grounded. Yeah. You know what I mean? The fact that like, damn, like, is it they can look at somebody like Will and he, what he did because damn, they actually understand versus the dudes who don't. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. No, no. I mean, I, it makes total sense. I just think everybody thinks they're entitled to give an opinion where it's not warranted. Exactly. Uh, right. It's human nature. People will see if you're exposed to something that's that's publicized, people automatically feel entitled to say what they would have done. Right. And I always tell people it's always easier to say what you would yeah. do. When you're the person outside of the exactly. actual thing going on, it's easy to say, man, Chris should have known he was going to do this or whatever the case may be. Neither. None of none of us. My name's not Will Smith. Your name's not Chris Rock. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> nobody's name that was there is is, is um, Jada Pinkett Smith. Yeah. We don't know what these people mentality. We don't know their mind state. I'll, and that's what I really want to say about that now as far as people who can relate to it they can relate to it because when you've been with the same vessel for x amount of years we're not talking five we're not even talking 10 i'm talking 15 20 maybe more they have seen a lot of things together done a lot of things together and the love margin between someone who's just in a contemporary relationship a casual relationship and something that they don't even know where's whether it's going to last as long. Um, there's just the stages of mentality with how you view love is all different in those aspects. So yeah. for me, just using that as an example, I think yeah. we all can learn that, you know, hey, sometimes too much is too much. And it doesn't matter how, who are we to judge anybody to take something and go, we don't know how much is too much for that person. You know what and- I'm saying? I mean, Right. Couldn't agree more. Everybody thinks yeah. that. And it, and it going in addition, I know we kind of got off topic. We're going to get back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I just want to pick your brain about that. Consider I know that the caliber of man that you are, you know, yeah, and uh, yeah, man. And, uh, you know, I, I just simply said two things. One, I hate that this happened to him. You know what I mean? Because yes, on, uh, on his award night. On his award night, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, he's one of yeah. my only celebrity idols. And so maybe I'm a little biased in it. But in Absolutely. a universal aspect is um, it speaks to one thing. One, this, an exa- this is an example of how you can try to be the best person you can be. and You make one mistake. And now you're pretty much held on a cross. 
Yeah, you're public enemy number one all of a sudden. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I've asked people, when the last time you seen Will Smith slap Chris Rock at the Oscars? When the last time you seen that? <laughs> like, you know, when the last time you Never. heard ever, right. you know? Right. And then right. B, I just noticed, damn, at like kind of what you said, but everybody thinks they can create how someone else will respond to a situation they've never been right in. right like they have like some kind of remote and be like well can we hit the rewind button and yeah yeah like you yeah. Look, it's, it's, it's autonomous you know right. how he felt was autonomous what he did was autonomous right that's why he apologized after the fact that mentally He's back in the space where he can think about his actions. Right. When it happened, that man ain't thinking about his actions. All exactly. He, did, he exactly. reacted to how something that made him feel or right. his wife or his family as a whole, regardless of what we've seen on the camera. I, I just think it's too many variables and too many. It's too many passive aggressive people with opinions. That's how. I look yeah. Now, straight up. Uh, the last thing I'll say about it, this chick hopped in my D and I didn't I didn't post nothing about it. Social media. I only, yeah. only thing I had said is that y'all got to understand that everybody's going to respond to something the way you will. That's it. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. And she had hopped in my DMs and said, oh, and so we're having a conversation, which I thought was a conversation, and she kind of, like, turned it into a debate. And I was like, bro, like, so I said that maybe I'm a little biased because when I was 19 years old, I stole the shit out of one of my coworkers for calling my girl at the time a bitch right in front of me. And, like, I don't breathing really remember doing it i just remember like my hand going across his face and i was like oh shit but it was like a knee-jerk reaction so she had said oh yeah, yeah, yeah. making a joke about saying gi jane and calling somebody a bitch is two different things i said that's the problem it's two different things to you to just because you, right. you feel that like, same way does not mean it's not mean it's how it's generalized exactly <laughs> and then that, i guess that was kind of the end of the conversation because i just got left on red after that but like <laughs> you know and it is what it is man but i'm only an argument nah especially not with me you know guys like me and you if yeah. you get us to an argumentative stage like you done did something stupid you know what i mean right, right. yeah I'm pretty forthcoming with everything. Yeah, yeah. People try to shove down their opinion down your throat. And it's like, bro, I don't argue opinions. We're, if we're going to take facts, let's take the facts. Right. And we'll talk about those. But opinions is something that derived from your heart and your soul and your brain. Yeah. I would never argue with you about that. Exactly. That's how you feel. And I'm exactly. not here to judge that. Exactly. I think it's even an actual scientific fact that the more emotional and angry one gets the less the the less they're the, the more they're literally their sent their sense of hearing depletes like so like yeah. you're, <laughs> you're like you're not you're not you're literally not hearing anything anybody else is saying so i'm no, not gonna and that's have. so true because just to kind of take it back to like my military days it's like you know right. when drill sergeant's on your ass about something bro like you'll you'll get to know the drill sergeant so well that it's autonomous about what his next command going to be to the point where like, you don't even, you blank out and don't even realize it. You just like, all I know is this is about to happen. So right. let me stand right. at parade rest. I know it's about to crack down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just, right. I feel like there's, there's too many people in the world who haven't had confrontation with right. opinions. And right. I feel like if you've ever had a real confrontation with someone, it doesn't have to be violent. It could just be very, close to being violent right. and you'll you, you'll understand the the what is it the flight fight flight or fear mentality fight or that, fear. That yeah, yeah something like that you know what i'm yeah. saying so right right but yeah got a little off topic there but <laughs> um you know i wanted to again get your opinion on that but i knew 
you know, me and you were going to be of like minds because, I mean, shit, yeah, yeah. we even look alike. So, I mean, think alike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. a little resemblance. Just a little bit. But yeah, yeah. man, now you had said something that I thought was pretty dope, man. And, you know, if you could like kind of, you know, I'll, I, I want to learn more about it because I don't really have kids at the uh, moment. Yeah. Um, but you had said that, like, you know, when you had your little girl, when you had Michaela, you had said that, um, you know, it, 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 you're a protector. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I guess, like, in my opinion, or not my opinion, my what the question I'm asking is, like, you know, what have you learned as far as being a protector for not only your daughter, but I know, like, you know, as far as being a protector for, like, your woman, too. You know what I mean? And what, oh, for sure. What's, what have you learned to get you to that point? Um, well, majority of, again, I was raised by my mother, uh, in a single family home. So I mm -hmm. think naturally when young men are raised by just their moms, it's the same with little girls, you know, when young, when the first man, a little girl learns to love is the father. She's right. naturally, she spends nine months inside of her mother only to come out and just be completely attracted to the dad. Right. It's the same for young men, especially when they're so it's almost to the point where women have sons and their sons almost become like their boyfriend type thing. Cause if yeah, women aren't yeah. careful, yeah, if women aren't careful, they start to kind of nurture their sons like they would a man. Right. But I say all that to say this, that's where I think I got like this protective nature from because watching my mom work, happened to go to work with her when she couldn't afford to put me in a, ba a daycare or get a babysitter for the day. Just kind of like always be on the lookout for my mom. So naturally that turned me into like this kind of like overly observant person where now that I'm in her position being a parent, it's, it, it was like, it was natural. Like I said, it was natural for me to be like, okay, I'm careful with myself. I got to be careful with her. I got to make sure that I'm in her corner. I got to make sure I'm in her life because I know how much I'm going to mean to her um, through her youth. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it crushed me when I was in the military because I had to deploy. And that was a whole year out of my uh, out of my child's life uh, in her younger age. And I did it while she was younger because I knew as she got older, that would be a more distant memory than a more close memory. Uh just because, you, you know, if I had a choice, if you had a choice to go away to provide for your kid, what would you the, the real question is, would you rather do it when they're more conscious of you going or would you rather go when they're not their subconscious isn't developed enough to remember, dang, my father is not around for a whole year to the point where they may develop internal emotions like does my dad care about me type thing? You know what I'm saying? So that was really like the big question for me internally, like. What do I rather, what do I, what impression do I want to leave on her um, when it comes to that? And the choice that I made, obviously, I would rather be out of her life from her first year to her second year, come home and she's now two years old versus, oh, she's eight and now I'm coming back at, she's nine type thing. You know what I'm saying? Right. So my protectiveness developed just from just wanting to do right by her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, I, I, I can imagine what you're saying. You know, of course, you know me, I'm never someone to be like, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, I don't have kids. I got a hundred pound pit bull that's full of gummy bears. So, that's, yeah. you know what I mean? I don't, I don't have kids. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, <clears throat> so I don't have children myself. So it's always, 
you know, enlightening to hear from other men, especially black men, you know, who mm-hmm. speak of their children. Yeah, I mean, it's not a lot of credit given to black men. No, nah, it's it's not a lot of credit credit given to black men in a lot of areas. You know what I mean? Um, which is Absolutely, yeah, yeah. That's one of that's one of the big ones right there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, it's really not, you know, and it's like that's why I feel like that I can do have the I can take the little opportunity that I have to shine light on, you know, the men, especially black men who are out here doing good things and being positive fathers and role models and husbands and significant others and stuff, you know. Um, So would you, I guess, because I think I, me and you had ended up going to another part of the building right when you got into a relationship. So of course, like that's when a lot of our conversations kind of like fell off. No, you had went to day shift. I think that's what it was. Yes. So yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I got off first relief and went to went to second. Right. And I think that was around that time where our conversation started, like kind of dwelling a little bit because we were two trains passing the night. But yeah, 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 yeah. I only seen you if you got stuck. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that means yeah. you taught me a lot <laughs> well, yeah. uh, more than I would have wanted to imagine. But no, the reason I say that is because I remember around that time that's when you got with your now lady. And, you know, um, you've always spoke, you know, very highly of her, you know, which I always admired. But would you say that you being helped with your childhood, you know, and, and watching your mom, you know, do the things that she did and you looking out for your mom and then Michaela uh, with your girl? Yeah, like, yeah. How would it what's would you say is the same thing or, you know? Uh, I think it's it's it is the same thing, but it's a little bit more. There's a little bit more cushion there because you're an adult and we all have our own individual personalities. Right. So, and I feel, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a suffocator when it comes to relationships. I've learned to not be that way. I wasn't always like that, but I've learned, I've learned not to be a suffocator. I've learned that being in a relationship, that doesn't mean that the person becomes what you want them to be. They become who you allow them to naturally be within that relationship. You know what I'm saying? And everything becomes natural. Like, you know, um, of course, early on, relationships are always super fun. And then you go through that rough patch where it's just like, I don't know if I want to deal with that person. That person don't know if they want to deal with this person, so on and so forth. And then you figure it out. You either figure it out to be with them or you figure it out and say, I'm a journey off and meet somebody else and possibly it'd be better than what I've just previously dealt with. Um, but so, but to really not to get off track, but to kind of really answer your question, it's not the protectiveness I have in the relationship isn't is the same, but it isn't. It's 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 very much different, just because again we're adults and we carry ourselves a certain way. You know what I'm saying? So, right. um, if she needs me, she throw the bat signal. She know Batman coming. <laughs> I'm always laughing because me and one of my best friends, we talk about the Bats. We actually went to go see the new Batman. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Good movie, by the way. Great yeah, great movie. movie. Dope movie. And we were, me and him were in the theater and the Bat signal went up and we just started cracking up because it was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was an inside joke. Y'all in <laughs> trouble <laughs> now, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> like, shit, Bat signal went up. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, that's really how that works as far as like my protectiveness goes in a relationship. Like, you know, I'm there if you need me. If you don't need me, don't be false calling because you can go to jail for that. You know what I'm saying? You can't be <laughs> calling 911 and ain't no, and, and there's no crime to actually assess. So, um, but yeah, we have a lot of fun. So, you know, it, it, it's the same, but it's different. 
You just right. got to be careful on how you straddle that line because it could it could it could be too much for both parties. Right. It could be entirely too much. So you just right. got to be careful with that. And I think young young black men should understand that we do not possess anything that we have a chance with. We everything I believe everything is an experience. You experience the people that you love, and that's why this is why when they pass on or family members that pass on your life, you either grieve or you accept that they're passed on because it's a natural way of life. You're grieving because you didn't experience enough of them. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? So yes, yeah. yeah. and you we none of us possess anything here physically. We're nah. all gonna pass over and go to a different realm. So right. you have to experience things. Um, and I think once you get that drilled in your head as an experience, you'll learn how to treat people better. Yeah, no, nah, straight up, man. It, and that's I mean, that's that's what growth is. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, speaking. Yeah, who was ignorant back in the day? You know. Oh thinking? man, ignorance, <laughs> ignorance. You know what I mean? I G N I T. You know, and proud of it too, which was scary. Yeah, proud of it. <laughs> um, you know, uh, nah, man. It, it's it. You, I can now that I can kind of speak to as far as like the growth of yeah. like, you know, your character development. You know, I was having a conversation the other day with somebody, and I know when I used to like you know, see, not even in a romantic aspect, but I would see someone like Wilder, you know what I mean, doing dumb shit. I would always, yeah, kind of yeah. like, talking about the Will Smith thing, like, I would always, like, judge them on how they're reacting because I know mm-hmm. I would. I don't like, what, what's wrong with it? Why did they? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, now, that position. Yeah, exactly. You know, now, because I'm older and I've experienced much more, is that instead of going, man, fuck wrong with them, it's like you got to have the compassion of asking, okay, not so much as going, fuck wrong with them, eh, versus just like, damn, I wonder, you know, what happened. You know I what think I mean? once people develop a, a, a people don't, I, I'm kind of, I might sound judgmental only because, again, as an experience, naturally people always throw a bunch of opinions out. But I've always felt like the main factor why people are so opinionated is because they're not trying to understand both sides of the spectrum. I couldn't understand why somebody would go rob the bank. It doesn't mean that it's right, but I can understand. I can sympathize why. What pushed, what, what in that person's life pushed them to that depth that they were willing to risk their lives and take others to financially gain? Because who knows? They have a mom really sick. Healthcare may not be right for him. Right. You know what I'm saying? He's trying to give his people a fighting chance. He may not be going through it the right way. Right. But you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I, I just know how to split my 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 opinions and go, okay, before I judge something or if I want to loan my judgment to something, have I done my best to understand the situation? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you have to be able to understand something for you to to properly assess it. Um, and I think when people learn that, people will kind of reel back the heavy opinions of saying, "Oh, well, Jade is not really good for Will." You don't know that they've been married for twenty plus years. <laughs> yeah, you don't know anything. You don't, you don't know. You know not in their house. You're not in their relationship. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. It's, there's so many things and variables when it comes. And we're not just talking about Will and Jada. I don't even want to like really harp on it. Just in relationship period, because people are so opinionated about what people do in their own household and they quick to compare it to what they do in their household. And it's like, bro, yeah. what you do in your household ain't what a hundred other people are doing, bro. <laughs> yeah. They're not doing that. And even if you did find somebody that commonly related to it, it'd still be slightly different than what you're used to. So. Right. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> we all eat Thanksgiving, but we all don't eat the same food at Thanksgiving. But we're all we're all naturally in the same household. Right, right. You know very, up. it's very the same, but very different. So, yo, yeah, yeah, man, yeah. My yeah. father, one time, he had, you know, I quote him all the time because he's like the Buddhist monk of wise quotes, and uh, he had said <laughs> sometimes. Like I was asking him this is a while ago. I was telling him about a particular couple that I knew that was like, you know, I don't know why they together and this is whatever. And he yeah. was like, look, sometimes a man and woman have an understanding that no one else needs to understand. You that's know? it. That's it. it. For, <laughs> not dating the world, dog. We ain't yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> you it. Know what I'm that's it. But it takes. It takes. Like you said, it takes experience. It takes events. It takes all types of things to be able to get to to. To gotta go through some that, shit. Yeah, to be that type of sagacious. I know one of my favorite quotes, uh, another one of my favorite quotes is Muhammad Ali said it. He said, if a man is 20 and he still views the same world at 20 as he did at 50, he's only wasted 30 years of his life. Absolutely. He couldn't, you know? he couldn't, have, been, he couldn't have been more realer for saying that. Yeah, 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 you know, man. Every yeah. decade you make it in life, you don't think... I'm, 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 I'm in my 30s. I don't think like how I was when I was 20. Oh, trust me, if I still thought like that, I wouldn't be nowhere on that right next time. Exactly. Right. Straight up. Nah, nah. It's <laughs> somebody I went out with the other night, man. Um, you know, they were like, you know, what do you like to do for fun? Yeah. And I've noticed that's a very hard question to ask because mm. when I first when around the time where I met you, you yeah. know, in 2015, like, you know, I was 23, 24. Yeah. yeah. And like that that gap of working at night for so that, that's how I understand why you got off nights. <laughs> that, that, that period of working at night so long and all this other stuff, like I, I found myself really didn't have a life thing, but I got sort of my life back at 30, at 30, 31. So that question is always hard to ask because I'm, I'm learning about myself all over again, because you, yeah, yeah. You're going through that period was, of recovery. Straight up. When I was 24, 25, all I did was want to hit everything that walked. That was it. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm talking. All day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? That was it. Versus when I'm 30, 31, you know, what I what what I liked back then in life. Ain't really necessarily like now. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's like, you know, I don't think a lot of people understand, like, dog, that's, that's what growth is. It's like, you're not going to always being the same. You're not supposed to like the same thing that you liked 10 years ago. And even if you did like things 10 years ago, there's always going to be a slight change to what about it that you like more about it or less about it. Right. Um, I would love to still love Power Rangers, but let's be real. My nigga, I'm in my thirties, bro. I'm not, you know, <laughs> hey, hey, shout out to the new generation of, you know, Power yeah, Rangers. Yeah, right. But listen, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I phased out of that. I respect stuff like that. I right. respect it for the new age and generation of kids. It's cool to always see things kind of get recycled and re reinvented. And it's, it's, it, they're just reinventing the same wheel, you know, adding different colors, flair, whatever to it. But yeah, again, like you said, the harp on what you were saying, what I liked 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I, I don't even think I think half about now. <laughs> Straight up. Straight yeah. up. No, I was gonna say the only constant that I've that I've had in my life is music. That's it. And damn, you read my mind. That's what I was about <laughs> to ask you about next. Like, you know, um, before we touch on the music, is one thing I wanted to piggyback off on uh what you had said, man. When you said like the whole household things, just a random bit, if you don't mind. 
Um, <laughs> I can't stand when I see things about like, oh, a man and woman should be doing this in a household. By whose standards? Like yours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know what, man? And I, I don't want to make this sound like I'm attacking religion, but I think people are, people are, people need to be led. Let's right. let's just put that out there. People have, if there was no instructions on how to be a human, people would not know what being humane is. Yeah. So therefore, all of us all have to be led in some some fashion. So, and the reason why I bring up religion is because. You ask the question of by whose standard? Well, most people built standards based on what they believe in, what they choose to believe in, whether it's uh, Hinduism, Christianity, mm-hmm. whatever. You know what I'm saying? Um, if, if you're Muslim, Islamic faith, whatever. The people use religion as a top tier guide. Okay, how do I want to build my household? Okay, that's fine. This is how man and woman two kids, one dog, white picket fence. That's the general standard of what people view marriage as. Let's be real. Now, when you hear people who do things outside of what the contemporary relationships status quo is, then you get all these, well, why you let them do that? Or why you do this? Or why you do that? And it's like, well, why can't I do that? Why Why do I got to do it the way you do it? <laughs> right. That's why it. do I got to, you know what I'm saying? Like, why do I have to, why do I got to marry you in year one? Right. You know right, right. That's it. Why do I have to do if I don't do it, if you don't do it the way you know what? My bad. I got to go on another event one more time. So <laughs> there was somebody who I'll never forget. This is about a less than a year ago. And I'm going to get your yeah, opinion yeah. on this uh, okay. before we get to your music career. And so this person I went to high school with. Right. And she owns her own shop. You know, I mean, her own candle shop. She's, you know, very into her faith. And she does like a lot of like, you know, like faith based events out of her shop. So, you know, I I was like, all right, cool, man. I didn't really know her like that. You know what I'm saying? In high school. But where her shop is, is not too far from where I go cycling. Right. Oh, so uh, I reached out to her. I said, hey, man, you know, um, see, you got a shop, you know, down in such and such area. You know, I want to come and support, blah, 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 you know what I mean? But because I'm like, damn, man, she a young black woman, got her own business, got her own storefront, brick and mortar. I was like, oh, yeah, man, I definitely, yeah, I don't know like that, but, I, you know, I'll go and support, you know. Yeah. So, like, yeah, after I got done cycling, I could I could pull up, whatever. She was just like, oh, yeah, that's cool, that's cool. So I pull up, we had this conversation, you know, kind of just, I wouldn't say catching up because we didn't really know each other like that in high school. Right, right, right. But, you know, she dropping Bible verses and all this other stuff. And this is coming, like, I have, now, I have a relationship with God. I'm not religious. There's two different things. Religion and relationship, two completely. spiritual and religion. Right. Um, So, you know, she was throwing out Bible verses and all this shit, whatever. And I'm like, okay, all right. You know, in my head. You know, I'm like, okay, all right, that's cool. You know, I mean, I, I know them same verses too. Like she's saying it in a sense where like, you know, I, I don't know it, I guess. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Yeah. So right. I, I start talking about the radio, you know what I mean? And how, you know, yeah, man, get being a radio host and da-da-da-da-da. You know, I've always wanted to do this since I was 15 years old. I remember where I was at in my parents' house when I realized this is what I wanted do and it's taken some years but right. god put me down a path that you know was able to lead me to get my dream career and 
you know, da 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 da. And at this point, I was super hyped because this is right when I got hired full time as a as a radio host and a producer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, body language is everything. I'm looking at her face while I'm telling her this, and you know, while I was listening to her, you know, I'm attentive, looking her in the eye, hearing everything she's saying. When I'm telling this to her. You know, she's on her phone, on a computer. She's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? And I'm like, okay, that's weird. So she had said something that rubbed me very badly. <laughs> and I don't get rubbed the wrong way easily. I don't get offended easily because I'm a very open-minded person. Right. She goes, oh, well, yeah, that's cool with your little radio thing. That's nice, I guess. You know, I was going to let you finish, but... What are you trying to do to get your own business? So I stared at her. I said, huh? So she was like, yeah, you need to get your own thing. I mean, I'm listening to you while you talk about your little radio thing. That's cool. But you need to do your own thing. And <laughs> Ain't that what I'm doing? Hey, Lou. Hey, dog. It's very <laughs> rare in, in, in my experience that I've been speechless. You know what I mean? And I, that I, I can't even say I was pissed. You know what I mean? I couldn't even process what she was saying at first because I was like, what the fuck? So I said, what do you, nah, people too be too busy out here trying to, you know, work for other people. That's why I got my own thing. And it's like the feeling that I got in that moment was, have you ever like had like a celebrity idol or something? And you're like, man, they look real cool. Like a man, take the rock, right? We all know how cool he is. Yeah, yeah. Imagine if like there was a video, a leaked video of him slapping some little kid trying to sell him chocolate or something. Like, and you'd be like, damn, that's how you yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And it's like I was yeah. disappointed a little bit because I'm like, damn, bro, like I see all the shit you talking on social media with all like the, the, the getting your own thing and never giving up and blah 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 blah. But I'm talking to you in person, and now it's just me and you. And this is this is how you think. And I took offense to it because I'm like, damn, your little radio thing. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I didn't come up in here and talk about all oh, your little candles or whatever. Like that's the number one thing. That's one of the things that bothered me. And I was like, damn, like just you just completely like you know just shit it on everything that I said. And it's amazing how people can be so confident in being such pricks. They can tell yeah. you you can tell them about, you know, things that you're proud of and you've accomplished and they'd be like, uh-uh, whatever. But the biggest thing that bothered me was what we're talking about now is the fact that, okay, you're an entrepreneur. That's fine. Just cause right. you went down this path does not mean someone who's punching a clock or doing something else that you're not doing doesn't make them failures. You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. And it's it like, I, I didn't say none of this, you know, and this is a growth moment in itself because this, if I was 23, 24 and she had said this shit, yeah. oh, it, it would have been completely different. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm 30, I'm 31. So I'm looking at us, oh yeah, cool, cool. You know, and I just said, yeah, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and take that candle right there. And I just rolled out, you know what I'm saying? Because I was like, damn, bro, like there's a lot of people out here that think because you're not doing what they doing and you're not moving how they moving. The best way to put it is, you know, I'm a personal trainer now and at least part time. And so I was talking to a client of mine and I told they were like, man, I thought if you if I do it this way, it's going to work. And I was told this way it's going to work. I said, look, man, with this particular thing, with a lot of things in life, 
I've learned that everything is like a GPS system. You put the address in the GPS system, it gives you multiple ways to get to that one destination. One situation, one way may take longer than the other. One may take shorter than the other. At the end of the day, all roads lead to the same place. So when Shorty said that to me, when I was in her shop, I said, damn, like in my head, I'm like, damn, you kind of fucking suck. And the crazy thing is, this is another wild shit because I was actually interested in this person at one point. You know what I mean? That's another thing, how people will show you who they are and what you would have been dealing with. You know what I'm saying? I was like, damn, like, you know. So it just speaks to that thing of like, damn, a lot of people out here move, think that because you ain't doing what they doing, some of the happiest people in the world are the ones who punch a clock. You know what I mean? And they're happy doing what they're doing just because they're not an entrepreneur. And you shitting on people that ain't entrepreneurs, well, those same nine to five people walking in here and buying your shit. You know what right. I mean? I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, revolving circle i mean but again you have some people who are put in positions to be higher and never have a clue of what it is to be lower right i think i think the best people in the world know what it what it it's a blessing to know what it's like to be at the bottom dog right i know a lot of people in the world don't look at it like that a lot of people i don't want to be at the bottom i just be rich blah 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 but the number one ingredient that all people who are born into wealth or have wealth given to them, not necessarily earn, they lose the main attribute of being human. And that's understanding struggle. Right. Because the biggest struggle besides death that anybody has to deal with is what? Financially surviving decade after decade until they eventually perish and pass on. Right. right. Because look, we're in our thirties, we're paying for gas at four, 35 29 in some right. places you right. know what i'm saying right. when i was when i was zero years old to 10 years old bro gas was like 99 cent to a dollar 99 you know what i mean so right within evolution of the world comes evolution of the person right but if you never come from the bottom and you've never seen felt that struggle and you're not and you're not you don't have a purpose that struggle is not motivating your purpose, then you're going to look down on everybody who is using a struggle as a motivational tool to give them purpose. And those yeah. people on contrast, you got away from that because, you know, you just got to pick up on energy, your body, your soul to tell you, you know, Hey, <laughs> that's the wrong side of the nine volt battery, baby. I'm not attracted to that. Yeah, you know exactly. Exactly. So, it's like, yeah. you said it best. Um, what we're talking about now is just like, you know, yeah. just just because you ain't moving, you know, talking about your music thing, you know, I, can you imagine if I was like, oh, yeah, Lou, you still doing your little music shit? Like, that word Lil is, <laughs> is so offensive, man. But, yeah, man, I just wanted to say that, you know what I mean, kind of like to people, you know, to tell people out there who think like that, like, yo, man, y'all need to chill with that shit, because, like, you, you know... think like that, you suck anyway, so... Yeah, <laughs> no, straight up, like, yeah, what you doing is cool, that's It's fine, cool. But don't hey, be you might You somebody. might not even be successful for long, so it's all good. You might exactly. you might be feeling like you on high horse now, but, exactly. you know, there's a lot to run in a business, paying your taxes to, and filing that shit on time, and, right, right. you know, it's a lot to it, man. There's a reason why there's a lot more people who are happier being in the middle class, because a lot of things are done for them. Right. right. Not to say that 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 being lazy in a sense is good. It's not. But yeah, 
you know, it's not as stressful. You don't have to worry about babysitting grown ass human beings yeah. because you employ people. I mean, being a boss is really tiring for, for, for a lot of folks. And a lot of people don't want to be in that position. And that's okay. Because right. everybody, everybody can't be a boss, bro. Everybody yeah. can't. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just, the, the, the last thing I'll say is I'm just glad that God has allowed me to go through the, the, the series of events that I've gone through as far as hitting rock bottom so I can appreciate where I'm at now. For sure, for sure. What's up with the music, though, dog? I know, uh, you know, you uh, have put out a few videos and stuff like yeah, that, yeah. or whatever. So, how how did all that come to be? Uh, it's been a grind. It's it's something. It's personal. Music is personal for me. Like when I get into that creative space, it's personal for the simple fact that mentally, I know I'm someone. Mentally, I I traject this image of myself and what of what I want to be where I want to be and how I can, you know, end my imprint on this planet. And every time I'm in the booth and I'm creating music is a little bit more of that piece of me being created. So um, where I'm at now is just dropping music every month, drop a single every month um, and try to put out as much work. I got some other things uh, brewing up. I just, they're kind of been on the back burner for now because I got some other things that's going on that, you know, it's kind of uh, slowing me down, but it's all good. It's all part of the grind. It's all part of the struggle. Uh, but yeah, music, music, ultimately for me, for Lou Rose, it's, it's a personal grind. I'm not in competition with nobody but myself and I'm just trying to get to a point, not, not trying, but I'm working to get to a point where I am the most complete version of myself. And it's been a journey. It's been a grind and, you know, there's ups in it. There's downs in it. There's a lot more downs and ups, but that's that's entrepreneurship. That's what you chase the dream for, uh, and so you get it right. It's just me mixing the. I'm just right. I'm looking for the right chemicals to mix to to come out with the best scientific result. Yeah, man. Now nah, the joint uh, you put out, man. No handouts, man. That joint was kind of tough. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm gonna uh, play about 15 seconds of it now. So people can hear it and they can uh they can uh see what you're working with, you know. What you think of me? It don't matter, I believe in me. Stand up on my own feet. I don't need no handout. Took my losses in this game. Then I learned from my mistakes. Doubled up and ran it back. Now my brand is say the game don't change. Just the players in it. Cut the hatred out the fold. I'm talking circumcision. So yeah, man, that was tough, dog. Now I remember <laughs> when I was reaching out to you like the other day to set this, set this up, this uh meeting up. Um you had said that you changed your name. Now that is news to me. Because I always yeah. knew you was Martinez. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So what was up? What's up with that, man? Like, you know, change your name. Well, I mean, look, there's two things in life that you have absolutely zero control. <laughs> the name you're born with and the day you die. You do not know neither one of those things until you know what I'm saying. True. So, That's true. Um, but you know, my mom was married. During the time, obviously, I was born and she named me after her first husband, but he wasn't biologically my father. Uh, so I naturally was named after him or whatever. He was in my life for about eight years. 
you know, and then they went their separate ways or whatever. Uh, my biological father, my mom was originally married to him, but like I said, well, they were gonna get married. Let me say that they were never, they were never by paperwork married or whatever. But the military caused some confusion in their relationship, whatever. Well, so I was born Luis Ricardo, Luis Ricardo Martinez. I never really liked the name. I never thought it fit who I was. I always, you know, people always had their little Mexican jokes and stuff like that. And I'm like, bro, I'm not even Mexican. It's, right. it's whatever. You know what I'm saying? I could take a joke. He, he, ha, ha, till I punch you in your mouth. Bastard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> straight up. Yeah. Uh, but I just, I, I always felt like I'm somebody else and I wanted to uphold my biological father's name, which my father's last name is Johnson. Um, now the Lou Rawls came from high school. When I was in high school, believe it or not, my first rap name wasn't Lou Rawls. It wasn't even Lou, it was Lyric. I remember because I had this big ass airbrush t-shirt with the <laughs> Lyric. Six Flags. <laughs> yeah, like the Six Flags, you know what I'm saying? Had the big ass t-shirt like that. And uh, that was the style back then. Like everybody went and got little bubble letters on the T-shirt type thing. Right. So I remember I had to get up early as shit being in school out there in Arundel. I, we got out of school at 155. So I had to get up at every morning. I was up at like, I think, six o'clock in the morning to catch the bus by 630 to be at school by 715. So anyway, during them times, the Odie but Goody commercials used to come on and the infomercial spokesperson or announcer be like you'll never find a love like mine by lou rawls and lou rawls r-a-w-l-s you know the late great lou rawls i believe he passed away in 2005 right. um it just had like this ring to it i was like lou rawls i was like yo that's that's kind of hard I'm, yeah. like, I'm like who you know what what person you know named lou rawls bro you don't know nobody named that you know what i'm saying like that's so unique to be a black man and all that, like that don't, it sound like a black man name, but it just, that joint just sound empowering. So I was just like, I put the, I took the Rawls and just made it R-A-W-Z, more like a raw report. So like my music is actually a reflection of my name because it's my truth being put into the music. If you drop the Z off the name Rawls, it's just the word raw. So it's like, you know, you're getting music in its rawest form. It's most purest, it's most purest, most upfront, most truthful as possible without offending people. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, right. that's what it is. So the, the Lou in my name, obviously is short for Lewis, but I changed my entire name into my brand, Lou Rawls Johnson. Um, for, and, and it's for a couple of reasons, because I wanted my alias to be who I am because I wanted to be the owner of my brand name. Right. You know what I'm saying? If, for those who don't understand what I'm saying, the, the the easiest way I could break that down is when Dwayne The Rock Johnson signed with WWE, he wasn't signed as The Rock. He was signed as Rocky Maivea. But, you know, his real name is Dwayne Johnson. What I, I'm bringing all that up to say is Someone like Vince McMahon owns the alias The Rock. Now, I just recently learned that Dwayne Johnson actually earned, he actually owns that name, The Rock. So he uh -huh. makes all his money. Any Anytime they advertise him as The Rock, that's financial gain for him. Oh, uh, okay. You know what I'm Instead of the financial gain being 50% Vince McMahon or 10% or 90% of it, it's all his. So 
I bring all that up to say Lou Rawls Johnson. My alias is Lou Rawls. It's actually my name. So no one can make money off of my name because it's literally my legal birth name now. You understand what I'm saying? So I do now. Yeah. Okay. From, from a business standpoint, that was the chess move I had to make. You know what I'm saying? It's just like Jamie Foxx. A lot of people don't know Jamie Foxx's real name is not Jamie Foxx. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Not he was not born Jamie Foxx. He changed his name to Jamie Foxx because he wanted he wanted the people that he was auditioning for to believe that he was a woman. And once they believed he was a woman, he'd do his auditions and he'll knock them out the park. And they'd be like, damn, we thought you was a female. And you're like, yeah. And, you know, he, he just worked it to his advantage. And Right, right. I think his real name is Eric Bishop, I think. Yeah, it's Eric Bishop or something name. like yeah. that. But yeah. yeah, it's something crazy. It's not crazy, but it's something that'll be like, oh, damn, I would have never thought his name was Eric something. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, But that was the reason. That's where the name came from. It's from a business standpoint. Just to own, I own myself. I I invest in myself. So why not earn my dollar for myself versus someone else pulling puppeteer strings and saying, "Hey, jump!" And I gotta ask him how high I need to go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, that makes sense, man. That makes a lot of sense, dog. You know, because when you just said that, I was like, "What?" <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can do that. <laughs> yeah. That was, yeah. You know. Because when I'm on the radio, I'll be like, yeah, this is Spencer Bryan. And, and da, 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 yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Damn, this, we might need to change my me. Something. Right, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, that's dope, dog. And it's like, you know, with your music, man, I know as long as we've known each other, um, you know, you've always talked about it. And, you know, you never, uh, you've never given up on it, you know. And um, that's something that I admire, you know what I mean? And uh is as far as someone setting out a goal and and not really caring what people say, like man, you ain't gonna make it because I know you heard that shit plenty of times. Of course, of course man, you people know. always want you to quit something that they don't understand. Exactly. I mean, I I don't even know how to explain it to people. It's just like this internal calling. Trust me, dog. I've had my times where I've been like, man, fuck this rap music, dog. Yeah, deal with it. But mm-hmm. then it'd be like, I'll go through maybe a month to six months. Shit, I might even go a whole year. Yeah, and you'll call me again. And yeah. it'd be like, bro, you supposed to be doing this. Like, stop giving up on yourself. You got to be consistent through even the roughest times when nobody knows. Like right now, I I just reopened up Instagram back in September. I haven't even been on Instagram a whole year. And organically, I've been able to gain 436 followers. I know that's not a lot to a lot of people. But when it comes to organically building something, not buying bots and all that other crazy shit that people do, I take, I take a look. I, I'm proud of that. I'm proud I, of that. That should be. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I'm not doing anything to be fraudulent and yeah, my grind going to take me a little bit, but when I get over to, when I climb to the top of Mount Everest, you know, I'll be able to say, I enjoyed the process all the way there and thoroughly being able to enjoy the success of it because I know I didn't take it for granted versus somebody saying, here's $2 million, go make a fool of yourself. And that's what you see happening in entertainment period. And that's just what rap is just, you see people get a big, large lump sum of money and they go fucking ape shit. And because they're going ape shit, because they look at it like, I'll never be able to be able to do it again. The way I look at it is, I want to be able to keep doing it. Right. So how am I supposed to keep doing it? I got to learn the hard way and learn the ropes and learn where to put my money at, be smart, grow as a brand, grow as a business, involve the people, show the people that, that, that they matter when it comes to your brand. And they're going to forever make sure that you float. It's just like Walmart. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, that's true. my mentality about music. Yeah, 
You know, it's, and just to hear the passion in your voice about it is dope alone. Yeah, it's it's too many. It's a lot of people out here. You know, that's uh, man, you ain't gonna make it, and it's the end of third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Projecting like their fears on you. Yeah, straight up, straight up. You know, you know, and you know, I've had people, you know, say, you know, in the past, like, you know, you ain't gonna make it with the radio. That's a dead thing, and blah 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 blah. And then, you know, you human nature, man. You start to hear the same thing over and over again, and eventually right, right, you're, right. you're gonna start believing. I know Malcolm X. He had said that in his book, and I'm quoting him. Uh, he has said, quote, I was seven years old until I realized my name wasn't nigger, unquote, because he believed it for so long. I mean, people kept calling him that for so long. He just, okay, you know. So that's who he was. Yeah, yeah, that's who he was, you know. And so, you know, it's kind of like that when it comes to like goals and dreams. And, you know, um, Mm -hmm. I talked about it in in the first episode of this joint, man, where, you know, you can kind of tell people who have not set out a goal um, and, and, and achieved it. Shit, you can tell people who aren't ambitious at all because a lot of times, you know, you with your music or me with the radio and other things, you know what I mean? They'll they'll say, uh, oh man, how they get that or what they doing with that. Yeah, person. yeah, they, they almost treat you like you're not privileged enough to have yeah, it. Yeah, even like, like at the cemetery, like, you know, yeah. some of these people get on and, and, and like, you know, since I'm the only black historian, like, you know, I'll be talking to people and this, that, and the third. And then when I get on the mic and I'll be like, yo, welcome to Arlington National Cemetery, da, 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 whatever. Or actually, I'll be like, <clears throat> welcome to Arlington National Cemetery. <laughs> like, I'll do that. They'll be like, oh, damn, you're the narrator? You're the historian? Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. And, you know, and it's because people already set forth yeah. boundaries in your mind. No, oh, sorry, in their mind. Yeah, yeah. What you can do. Yeah. Yeah, man, definitely dope, man, that you still sticking with dad, man. And you know, that's why I asked you uh to be on, man, because I was when I was doing this, when I was thinking about doing this whole thing, I kind of had a group of people in my mind, you know. And it's like this yeah. thing is blown up so much now. I got people hitting me up to be on, which is and, and which is amazing. You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah, yeah. My number one goal in doing all this is just to inspire other people. So I'm hoping you know, with this particular episode, you know, maybe there's somebody sitting at home who wants to pursue their music career. You know what I mean? And somebody has told them like, oh, you need to stop. And this, 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 this. like, nah, dog, like that. Like I said, someone's dream, your dream ain't somebody else. Yeah. You know? The vision that's placed in your mind and in your heart and soul, if you thoroughly, truly believe it with a burning passion, if that's where you're supposed to be at, believe no opinion, no opinion matters more than you. You know what I'm saying? No matter no no matter what the circumstances is, you could be dead, broken, naked. If you still feel like that's your passion to be in that specific moment and it's your struggle to figure out how to make it work, that's that's up to you to figure out. Now, a lot of people fall off from that. And unfortunately, it happens more often than it does not. It's up to you to challenge yourself to say, you know what, I'm going to grind it out no matter how bad this shit beats me up. Dog, I've been rapping since I was in elementary school bro i've been writing my own music and and rapping over karaoke machines since i was in damn third fourth grade so if i if i didn't really was if i wasn't really passionate about making music i wouldn't still be investing in myself um creatively by paying for my studio session driving up to my studio sessions you know booking videographers photographers trying to put out content not even trying putting out content you know taking time like the music that I'm putting out now, I literally spent a year and a half, almost two years recording before I started letting people hear it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And that's just that's just from me learning 
that that's how you have to master your craft. You got to master your craft when nobody's looking. You know what I'm saying? You can't master your craft when everybody or a few people are looking and paying attention because people fall into the hype of, dang, they they rock with me. They fucking with me. And then you stop being so momentous versus you write down the plan. You got the goal. You seek out the goal. And then as it grows, you're growing with it. People are learning you. People are loving you. People are elevating you. They're motivating you. And that just fuels the fire, man. It just fuels the fire. And that's and that's what I do. Hey, man. And that's what it's about, dog. That's what it's for about. Sure. Appreciate you, dog, for stepping on here. You know what I mean? From black man to black man who haven't given up, you know, on either of their dreams, dogs. Definitely. This, exact, this went exactly how I knew it was going to go, you know. And um, yeah, so we always had legendary conversations, man. Always, man. You know what we need to do? We need to do a like a part two with me, you, and Brandon. Yeah, yeah, man. This ain't. I gotta highlight Brandon too, man. It's been. I'm probably gonna get canceled after that one, but (laughs) um, you know what I mean. That's fine. You know what I mean. So yeah, uh, he's okay. Be prepared for him. That's a wild guy, right? That's a wild. (laughs) If you all haven't listened to episode three, uh, yeah, that. Yeah, Brandon is when he talked started talking about how he fell how he was eating the Snickers at his father's funeral and fell asleep. <laughs> oh, that dude is hilarious. Yeah, Brandon is a different. He, he I'm telling you, he's a They're different, different kind animal. of entertainment. Dog. Yeah, man. But if y'all want to hear Brandon at this episode three, man, he's that dude is something's wrong with him. But yeah. uh, <laughs> that's my man, though. You know, he's. One of the funniest dudes I know. But anyway, yeah, man, definitely appreciate you coming on here, dog. Next week, I'm going to have my boy uh, Justin on. You know what I mean? Justin, me and Justin have known each other uh, since high school and we work out together. Um, you know, so he's going to come on here and talk about, you know, the things with his wife and uh, who he has a beautiful family, beautiful wife, four kids, nice house, like everything that, you know, I personally aspire to have once my daughter act right you know what i mean uh, <laughs> you know how that goes this this, kind of, this this podcast ain't about dating so we ain't gonna get into that but yeah right, right yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got your queen already you know what i mean so you are yeah, yeah i'm good i'm cool you yeah, good yeah. you good you good. Yeah, good um but yeah man definitely i appreciate you coming on dog you know what i mean appreciate you having me. Appreciate of course you man having me. of course we gotta we gotta get a dog to the park man you yeah, know? yeah 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 this this crazy little four-legged all right y'all thank y'all for tuning in once more to the morally and intellectually ingenuous sometimes disingenuous podcast where we talk about morally and intellectually ingenuous sometimes disingenuous things have my boy lou aka lou brawls on i'm your boy spencer i am your host and as usual peace love and always